0: Paranorm Podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. (laughs) We missed you. Sierra hopefully is awake enough for me. I can do it. Guys, I'm not even exaggerating when I say a few moments ago when we were recording the last episode, Sierra fell asleep a couple of times. I love her to death, but she did. (laughs) I was like, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to keep talking. Guess what? I just kept talking. (laughs) I mean, I came back. That, That you did. All right. So... Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we talk all things true crime and paranormal. <laughs> uh, if you don't already remember, I'm Emily. I'm Sierra.
1: <laughs> I'm here for it.
0: Uh, who is was hopefully awake for this episode. I'm just messing with you. Please don't be mad at me. Um, this week... you fine. Okay. This week we are talking about some alien bitches. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. um, but before we do, we good... We have anything else we need to say? Oh, man. Um, Long pause. Long thought process.
1: If you have any good holiday cookie recipes...
0: Oh, my God, yeah. Just, like, DM them to us. Email them to us. Paranormal Podcast on all of the things at Gmail, on Instagram,
1: yeah, please just let us know, because...
0: I need cookies, motherfuckers.
1: <laughs> like, all the time, she needs cookies. <laughs> Seriously, that's
0: not an exaggeration. We have, like... <laughs> Sierra went to this cookie trade thing. I don't really know how it works, but she came back with a whole bunch of cookies. And it was I was just so ecstatic. And then our other roommate, Chloe, made mm-hmm. some cookies last night with her boyfriend, and I got some yummy ones. So, like, guys, I need cookies. <laughs> okay, okay. It's a serious thing. It's a very serious topic. Um... So, yeah, send us those. That would be a cute, cute idea, Sierra. Um, all You ready? Yes. Okay, so let's get into this week's slash second part of this week. B. Part B, but not really, because this has
1: nothing to do with Dr. No. It's Nell. not part two. It's, like, part B. Like, it's a totally different thing.
0: <laughs> like, question one. Question one A. That was the other episode. Question 1B (laughs) is this one. All right. It's like a bonus, but like we're just catching up. Yeah, because we love you motherfuckers. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) So with the help of our new roommate, I I know I keep talking about her, but this is really weird, and I have to tell you about it because I didn't tell you about it yesterday. Okay. I don't think I might have. Who the fuck knows? I don't think
1: you did. Okay.
0: So with the help of our new roommate and her boyfriend, when I told them to name a state, one of them guessed South Dakota, and the other one guessed North Dakota. Whoa. Isn't that, that so weird? That is. Um. So we are talking about the infamous in- incident in Fargo, North Dakota. Um, it's very weird. Okay. So my sources for this week are, um, inform.com, flipboard.com, archives.gov, which I feel so official saying, <laughs> um, and project blue book itself, oh. which, you know, I've talked, have I talked about that with you yet? Uh,
1: you mentioned it before. Yes. Okay.
0: Which is like a collection of all of the, um, collective extraterrestrial UFO. Sightings, all that big mm-hmm. mamma jamma stuff.
1: Okay, you probably during the uh, first encounter.
0: Yes, yeah. Thing. Okay, so we're just going to get right into it. Okay, so this has been com- like become known as the Gorman dogfight and is one of the most well-known 20th century UFO stories. It is also one of the most credible, considering the man who claimed to see the flying saucer was an accomplished ward, world, world? War II veteran um, and pilot, and at least three other witnesses were experienced aviators. Um, so I'm going to read you like a little excerpt from the Fargo Forum sports editor, Eugene Fitzgerald. He is the one that wrote like the first little blimp about it, you know, mm-hmm. on October 1st, 1948. So I had a football game. It was like the Bisons against the Augustana, Stana, Stana, who -hmm. the fuck knows at this point. I don't know anything about football. Fitzgerald's um, prediction of that game would feature more passing than rushing. Um, I don't know what the fuck that means. Um,
1: The rushing is where they run the ball. Okay, sure. Run with the ball.
0: Sure. Um, The, okay, so quote, the NDSU won that night, 14-6, hardly a show of aerial dominance. So, congratulations. I don't know. I felt like I needed to give you guys something, some background into this football game. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Fitzgerald's headline turned out to be pretty strangely prophetic. Prof- how do you say that? Prophetic. Prophetic, as there was a pretty spectacular aerial display in the sky that night. It became the subject of a US inv- government investigation. Super cute, super nice. fun. So Love instead it.
1: Instead of investigating how much the football gets thrown in the air, they're investigating extraterrestrials basically. Gotcha.
0: Um the files of which have only recently been declassified and opened for like the public to mm-hmm. see, which we know because we were talking about that the other day you and I about yeah. how the p- Pentagon Confirm that aliens are real, and mm-hmm. it's so twenty twenty. Nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, eh,
1: whatever.
0: Whatever, and like I said, um, this was known as the Gorman dogfight. Um, for years, reports of what happened that night came from eyewitnesses, and um, Gorman is the name of the guy. Okay. like the last name of the guy. Um eyewitnesses and Gorman himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that the files have been declassified and more details have emerged, the incident was featured on a History Channel show called Project Blue Book, which I cannot find anywhere. Hmm. Like, on, like, any of our streaming services. And we have a bunch of streaming services, guys. Like, I have a problem. Um, So if you guys find it, let me know, because, like, I really want to watch the show. You know? Yeah. Um. To do. according to columnist Kirk Eric Smoen who wrote about Gorman in the forum in 2011 Gorman was born in July 7th
1: 1923 that's to my birthday <laughs> sorry I get really excited about
0: that like a thing for me <laughs> okay I'm so glad crack me up because I just like went right over <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway the day that Sierra was born but like she was negative Way before like negative a lot um to Norbert and Roberta Gorman which is
1: oh Roberta that was my grandma's name well not my grandma but my one of my grandma's oh cute I think. um you think wait let me try that again <laughs>
0: You think <laughs> that was one of your grandma's, grandma's name? You have to keep this in, man.
1: <laughs> not my grandma. I'm sorry. It's my aunt. I guess.
0: Like a great aunt.
1: I think it's my dad's sister.
0: Oh, that would just be your regular aunt. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. Anyway, somebody in my family on the other side.
0: We may or may who may or may not be named Roberta. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
1: Well, anyway. Let's keep let's keep
0: this vibe because I feel like I'm all over the place too. So let's keep it, man. Oh God, and I'm just like jumping from point A to point B, back to point A. Oh, also point D's in here somewhere. Let's talk about
1: football. Uh, that went up real. That went downhill real fast. This whole episode's gonna
0: be downhill, man. Um, you guys are so welcome.
1: I better strap in. <laughs> Seriously,
0: okay. Anyway, Norbert and Roberta, um, okay. Gorman. He grew up in Fargo, where his father was a Cass County agent. Um, during World War II, Gorman became a B-25 instructor for French aviation students. Um, when the war was over, he returned to Fargo and was employed as a manager of a like a construction company. Uh-huh. Um, when the North Dakota Air National Guard formed at Fargo's Hector Airport on January 16, 1947, Jorman, Gorman, sorry, um, joined the squadron as a second lieutenant. He was flying his P-51 Mustang with other guard pilots in the early evening hours of October 1st, 1948. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of their flight path was over the old Dakota field. Also, Dakota is spelled differently. It's it's with a -A T-A-H at the end. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it's spelled a little differently, also with a C in the middle instead of a K. It's just it's just a whole weird thing. Okay. So that was the field where the North Dakota Agriculture College Bison um, football team played its games. According to North Dakota State University Assistant Athletic Director, holy fucking <laughs> shit, um, Ryan Peralt, the field was slightly south of the current Dakota field at 1310 17th Avenue North. So if y'all... <laughs> for Never some reason, there. if you ever go there, there's the address. <laughs> um, quote, Dakota Field at the time was located adjacent to Churchill Hall in the center of campus where the Memorial Union and um, the Glen Hill Center now sit. So kickoff was at eight, which is, I feel like a normal time, right?
1: But like it's a little late. A little yeah. late.
0: OK. Um, as you guys can tell, I know all of the things about the sports.
1: I mean, as far as I am familiar with, it was like seven or seven thirty.
0: Okay, about a half hour later, most of the pilots flying decided to call it like a night. Mm -hmm. Um, But Gorman wanted to get more flying time in. So according to the story in the Fargo Foreman, uh, Foreman, not Foreman, um, Mm -hmm. dated October third, nineteen forty-eight, Gorman was flying near Hector Field about two and a half miles. From the football field, mm-hmm. when an air traffic controller told him about a small Piper cu- Cub, Piper Cub in the area, he acknowledged the Smiler plane about 500 feet below him. But a few minutes later, he spotted something else. Um, he said that it was a flying disc with a round, well-defined edges, brilli- brilliantly lit, and a circle. It's uh, how do I say this? It was like Hovering slash circling over the city. Mm -hmm. Um, He asked the tower about it, like about the flying disc. And they said they only saw Gorman's plane and the Piper Cub. Piper Cub. Why can't I get that? It's
1: not Mm -hmm. even that hard.
0: Um, The object was not showing up on radar.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. Um, Gorman... Gorman, 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 homeboy, (laughs) decided to investigate. But as he got closer to the object, it suddenly got brighter and it shot away from him. Um, He estimated it was flying about uh, like around 250 miles an hour, Uh but it accelerated to 600 miles an hour. Um, Gorman's plane could only fly about 400 miles an hour.
1: Oh, okay. So, so he couldn't, like, get yeah. to it. So
0: he lost the object, but it came back and flew right in front of him, which goes along, again, with what we were saying a couple episodes back about how they seem to fly in, like, this very pinball-like
1: mm-hmm. manner
0: with almost, like, no...
1: Like, like restrictions on yes, like thank how you. they can maneuver. Yeah,
0: I couldn't think of the word thank you. But yeah, it's just so wild. Quote, um, when the object was coming head on, I held my plane, pointed right at it, Gorman said. Um, he goes on to say that the object came so close that he... Um, <laughs> This is hilarious because this makes me think of something. I'll tell you in a second. Um, it came so close that he ducked his head because he thought he, the crash was inevitable, mm-hmm. and then the object zoomed over his head, mm-hmm. which makes me think of this time that I was driving down the road with this friend of my friend in the car, and a leaf flew at the windshield, and mm-hmm. she ducked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Here. You just, like, see something flying at you, yeah. and you're like, oh, crap.
0: Yeah, she full-on ducked. It was so funny. Oh, my God. Um. So, the dog fight, which are, um, it's kind of like, what's the thing where two cars drive together? Chicken. Chicken. It's kind of like chicken, but in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, it lasted for 27 minutes.
1: So, like, they just got, like, the other, the UFO just stopped, like, trying to get, or, like, just, Coming Just fucking
0: with homeboy Gorman. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, which is like a lifetime, basically, when you're up right. in the air yeah. with and an like, un- unidentified flying object, like... A, like,
1: almost dying, like, 20 million times.
0: Yeah. So, the declassified documents included a diagram Gorman drew of what went on in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, the History Channel's Project Blue Book... Um, and UFO historian Richard Dolan said, the detailed drawing tells us a lot. It, quote, shows that you've got an experienced, seasoned World War Two fighter pli- pilot who is dealing with a light phenomenon that is clearly outperforming his aircraft, mm-hmm. which is just, it's wild. Because like he said, you have an experienced pilot mm-hmm. who is used to like maneuvering mm-hmm. this hunk of metal in the sky in like dangerous, you know, situations. Yeah. Um, and he can't keep up, you know? Yeah. Um like, so there's
1: literally nothing he can do. Yeah. Like, he couldn't even he couldn't do it any better than he was and mm-hmm. he still would not have been able to.
0: Yeah. Keep up and like
1: the technology was just not there.
0: Yes. So Gorman was said to have been so shaken after the incident that he had trouble landing the plane. Whoa. Yeah. He told the Fargo Forum later that it was the weird, quote, weirdest experience I've ever had. <laughs> it's like, okay, Gorman, I, I see you. After Gorman told his commanding officer what happened, the incident was referred to Air Force Intelligence. Then investigators arrived in Fargo mm-hmm. on October 4th. Um, and interviewed the two air traffic controllers in the tower site, tower mm-hmm. that night, um, as well as the pilot of the Piper Cub, mm-hmm. a local physician. Um, all of them corroborated Gorman's account.
1: Mm. Yeah. So, so, so like some of them wouldn't even hear what he was saying. Like
0: Yeah. So. Like these are credible witnesses mm. at this point. Um, Gorman wrote a sworn statement that he was convinced that there was a definite thought behind the object's maneuvers and that the aircraft could go faster, turn tighter, and climb steeper than his aircraft, mm-hmm. which again, goes along he with the, know. yeah, it goes along with the fact that we are saying that our technology is being unmatched at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if anybody would know, Like, what kind of maneuvers and what kind of capability this plane would have, it would be, or this object would have, Mm -hmm. it would be somebody who is flying the best of the best of what we have at that time,
1: Yeah, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, Despite what seems to be evidence to the contrary, the Air Force concluded that the object was a combination of looking at the planet Jupiter and my favorite, are you ready? A weather balloon. Because it's always a weather balloon, but it's never a weather balloon. Like, that is that is the Air Force slash military's favorite statement.
1: It's like, oh, it's a gas leak. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys. <gosh. laughs> well,
0: I mean, that's like in the other episode when we were talking about this, they thought it was the misidentification misidentif- of what, Saturn? Was
1: it Saturn? Yeah. Uh, I
0: think so. Yeah. So, and a weather balloon. Again, it's never a fucking weather balloon. (laughs) Okay?
1: I've never seen a weather balloon in my life.
0: I haven't either. You know, no. I remember that news story where that kid was supposedly in a weather balloon. He, like, floated away. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out to be a big hoax. Mm -hmm. That's the only time I've ever seen a weather balloon. (laughs) And that wasn't even fucking real. Um, So, it's never a weather balloon. Um, According to Eric Smoen, Gorman insisted that it wasn't a weather balloon, because, I mean, again, he would fucking know. (laughs) Um, But the Air Material Command warned him not to divulge any further information or he would be subject to a court-martial.
1: Go figure. Yeah.
0: Who would have thought? So that might be one reason why Gorman stayed pretty quiet throughout the rest of his military career, career, which took him to bases in Italy and throughout the U.S. He retired as a lieutenant colonel and died of pancreatic cancer in Texas in the early, in the early 1980s at the age of 59. Huh? Yeah. Um, according to reports, most of the dogfight action would have been happening right before half-time just north of the field. Mm -hmm. Um, The National Center for Environmental Information says visibility in Fargo that evening was 13.1 miles, and there was no record of precipitation. Mm -hmm. So football fans wouldn't have been obstructed by, like, clouds, snow, or rain, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or combination of all of the above. Um, If what they saw was um, from, like... like a collective of UFO sightings from the same distance away, the fans might have seen like flashes of light, not Mm -hmm. unlike uh, heat lightning. Mm -hmm. They also might have heard the sounds of Gorman's plane and whatever sound the UFO was making. Mm -hmm. Um, We're saying might because at this point, no fans or players that were there that night have like come forward to say Mm -hmm. so. Um,
1: And it might not have, like, the other unidentified unidentified one might not have really had noise. Yeah, exactly. That happens a lot.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times, like, football, you're not going to, like, be looking up at the stars. You're looking
1: at the football.
0: I don't know why, but, yeah, you're looking at the football. Um, Well,
1: or the people. Or your boyfriend slash girlfriend. Or the person that you like. Yeah, yeah or your partner.
0: Um, so a Facebook call out yielded some, like...
1: Response.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, of the 1940s, the players, which would be at least 90 years old at this Whoa. point. Yeah. So Fargo football legend Sid Sichy? I don't know, played for the Bisons in 1947, but in 1948 was the first year of his longtime coaching job with um, Shanley High School Deacons, so he wouldn't have been...
1: Present, like, in the area. Yeah,
0: um, and he died in 2006, so even if he was, mm-hmm. it hasn't really been conclusive if he saw anything, um nobody's came forward from that football game stating mm-hmm. whether like either way um whatever it was it might have brought some <laughs> positive karma this is funny this is really <laughs> funny um because the football team won <laughs> the bisons won yeah. um, 14 to 6 over Augustana that night and a nine game losing streak and this was their first victory
1: <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs>
0: Um, at home in almost two years oh
1: my goodness right
0: um the, the shady the, I had to like completely copy and paste this from the newspaper article because uh. this next sentence is so fucking shady <laughs> all right quote unfortunately the good karma didn't last the bisons ended the year three to seven and didn't win any games the next year oh <laughs> not just so shady wow right. Okay, so even more witnesses from the football game or elsewhere um, have, con- like, have not come forward. Um, it's not likely any kind of official report will be, like, changed, you know, Definitely, even if yeah. anybody comes forward. Um, however, for what it's worth, an astron- astronomer contracted by the Air Force to study Gorman, like, the Gorman incident, took homeboy Gorman's side. hmm um, and said that this was no weather balloon, um, something his son backs up in the Project Blue Book mm-hmm. episode. Okay. Um, Paul Hynek said, quote, my father loved Air Force pilots because he said, how can Air Force, the Air Force night reports by people they themselves train? Mm-hmm. Which, that is my whole, like, yelling from the top of a mountain mm-hmm. point because, so many government officials have, like, come out and said, like, yes, this happens, or yes, this, this, and this happened. Mm -hmm. So, like, how the fuck are you going to deny it when, like, your own people are stating this is true? Right. So, yeah, that is the story of the Gorman dogfight. Short, sweet, to the point, but not really, because we don't really know how that happened and what happened
1: but like you said pretty credible pretty like exactly. believable like that it could have actually happened.
0: These are all like there's multiple witnesses. There's what four credible mm-hmm. witnesses
1: yeah. knowledgeable on aircraft yes. and maneuvering and what's possible what's not. Yeah. Weather balloons. They know about those too.
0: Yeah. So I I mean I'm I'm saying it. we're pretty narcissistic if you don't think that there is other life forms out there. And if your own people are stating, you know, hey man, this happened, then motherfucker, it happened. Yeah. So, yeah, you're welcome for this nice and short episode that Sierra did not fall asleep through this time. It did it, guys. But yeah, that's that's what I got for you. Um, I just... I wanted to do a short little alien one because we haven't done an alien one in a hot minute. Yeah. And I found this one. I was like, oh, damn. Okay, yeah. this is really interesting. Again, because it's the sources. Like, the, the people yeah. that are saying this is happening, you know?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we're right, everyone. Sierra, plug the things. All right, guys. So, Instagram, Facebook, on Podcast. Uh, I post pictures from the episodes, um, memes, life important and life event things, Um, any announcements that we have. So make sure you follow us so you can stay up to date on all the things.
0: And all of the happenings of my life falling apart. You're welcome.
1: Yeah. So, (laughs) (laughs) and then uh, we have our website, com, and you can find um, all the sources there, pictures, uh resource personal resources and then if you wanna contact us you can use that as well and send us a little
0: a little message some fucking cookie recipes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um if you don't want to use that contact you can use our email, ParanormalPodcast.com, dot com, or you can send us a message on Facebook or Instagram.
0: You know what we haven't said in a while? We have a P.O. box, guys. What's our address, Sierra? <laughs>
1: Mostly you're saying that because you don't remember what it is.
0: No, I'm dead ass. I'm not even trying to beat around the bush. What the <laughs> fuck is our address? <laughs> guys, I so, have no idea ever.
1: It is P.O. Box 1416, Monroe, North Carolina, 28111. Yes. That's three ones, guys. You guys couldn't contact us
0: that way. Um yep. I will never remember to stop by the P O box. So I Sierra, I will
1: stop by the P O box. I
0: don't even remember don't worry, which guys. key on my key ch- my keys like my my I have like a big chunk of keys, guys. It's like it's a, a serious problem. A
1: chunk of keys. Yeah,
0: seriously. Um, I don't even remember which one of them opens it. Well, last time Sierra and I went in there together, I didn't even remember which P O box was ours. I was just like,
1: <laughs> let her go first, and I was like, yeah, where is it? <laughs> it's like, you, I have no like, fucking idea. I don't know. like... Really- like they're like little signs that tell you where the numbers are and everything. <laughs> I'm but just like, like
0: <laughs> looking at Sierra, like, why the fuck are you doing this to me? <laughs> but it was it
1: was pretty funny.
0: It was hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is our PO box. Um we also have a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't I haven't said anything about that in a minute. I haven't harped on my little
1: soapbox.
0: So my soap box. box. Um guys, be a Patreon. You love us, right? Probably. You you tolerate us. You keep coming back. <laughs> um, so there's there's some cool exclusive content on there. Um, also, the best way to fucking um, what's the word? Support. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Support us. <laughs> I didn't
1: even say the word. I saw you. I saw <laughs>
0: you thinking about it. <laughs> Support us is to share. Like tell that rando down the street. You know. Yeah. Hey.
1: Leave us a review. Yeah, do it. I dare you. On wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Yes. So, yeah, that's what we have for you guys. Um, We're going to take a break. Um,
1: A regularly scheduled break.
0: Yes, a regularly scheduled break. We're not going to just, like, peace out on you.
1: Yeah, I promise.
0: I mean, I don't make promises like that, but, like, we're not going to peace out on you. Um, So, yeah, guys, we'll be. (gasps) You know what? We're gonna see them. We're gonna. We're not gonna see them. Sorry, that's a little creepy. Um, we're gonna be back in your ears next year. Oh my goodness! Holy fucking shit, that's man! That's crazy.
1: That's wild. It's gonna be twenty twenty one.
0: Oh my god, that's wild, guys! Holy shit! Okay, guys, it's got serious. We made it. We <laughs> we haven't made it yet. Well, we're gonna make it. Sure, Sierra's <laughs> can. If you guys can't tell, Sierra's the more optimistic of us both um the other day i was having to be the optimistic one and i was like i don't know how the fuck to do this um so yeah all right guys peace out have a great smell you later have a great christmas and um all the fun stuff go team go team goodbye